Welcome to another episode of the Jungian Typology Podcast. And today we're here with Jeremy and Relight. Today we're going to explore the Romance styles which were introduced by Viktor Gulenko. These are defined by the irrational element in the type's ego functions. SE, NI, NE and SI. For SE, it gives us the aggressor romance style which is for types SLE, LSI, ESI, and SEE. For NI, it gives us the victim romance style, which is for EIE, IEI, ILI, and LIE. Then we have SI for caring style. This gives us ESE, SEI, SLI, and LSE. And finally, for any, which the two of us belong to, we have the childlike romance style, which gives us the types ILE, LII, EII, and IEE. So, Jeremy, do you want to get started on the childlike romance style, seeing as how we both belong to the same one? Okay, well, I see this one as being pretty accurate uh, for myself. I mean, obviously, you get the connotation of childlike as being... Well, it's just, it sounds pretty negative and needy and weak and just everything that SE is not, basically. Um, but if you read the descriptions, it, it does sound pretty accurate to me. It's like So it's like trying to attract partners' interests with fun and interesting conversation and discussion, proposals, humor, ethical and mental exploration, and quirky statements. I know I, I definitely do that. Try to, see the, try to help their partner see the unexpected potential and alternative side of things. Interested, interest is maintained or cools off according to um, partner's response to the above behavior. And I'm not sure if there, if you see a difference between FE or any minus and any plus. For me, it seems like that might be more prevalent with any minus. You know, it's like you know, once it kind of gets negative, it's like, oh well, you know, never mind. And start looking for alternatives. Yeah, I agree with you right there. The description sounds quite negative, especially when you combine it with create uh, with caring style, which we're dependent on. It sounds as if we're giving them fun and they're giving us food and stuff. So, <laughs> like the happy homeless hobos. Yeah. And also, or the next part says, appreciates partner who are attended to their needs, which are not necessarily physical. If the partner does not meet their needs, they may not say anything and instead try to endure and last on their own. If their needs are not met by their partner, their satisfaction considerably decreases, resulting in temper outbreaks um, and arguments as they become more demanding. And that's also kind of the same thing. It's like, mm, you know. More, yep, it's more of like FE minus. It's like out, outbreaks of negative emotions. And yeah. If, and if we consider the balance table types such as uh, LII and EII, well, they're not stereotypically characterized by these violent outbursts if their needs are not met. I mean, I know I am kind of, <laughs> but I but I also really identify with the instead try to endure and last on their own. You know, it's like I may not say something for a year. 
or two or whatever. Maybe here and there, but it's kind of like the um, the neglected kind of child thing. It's like, well, if you don't notice, fine, I'll just go kick rocks. But, you know, you, you kind of take note and you're like, hmm. And you kind of keep score, at least. Yeah, I'm not sure that kinds would be that. But it's true for LLI. You know, they're like, they don't say anything, but they know it's. Do you think that the childlike members act like alphas or something? Because alphas are children as well, so. Yeah, probably. You know, well, half you know, half of them are half of them are alphas. For one thing, and then the others are deltas. Yeah. Right. Yeah, deltas, which are already kind of childlike. Anyway, just any is just inherently childlike. I'm sure that's why he chose the name. He also Danadin says that, um, like, uh, IEEs are kind of displaced towards alpha also so if if we move on to caring romance style which complements childlike well they they're focused on providing comfortable physical sensations but if and if they're getting fun stuff from us do they feel as if they're being equally reciprocated Mm. Are they? Do they feel that they're getting equally reciprocated? Yeah, I mean they're continually providing support. Uh, it could be a matter of uh, uh, the good parent function, especially for LSE and ESE, uh, which makes them micromanagers. Uh, well, it's hard to say. I think you know without being in their shoes, but probably not. Uh, you know, I think physical needs are more primary that you know I don't know I think maybe it's kind of intuitive versus sensory where you know like we kind of need our primary physical needs taken care of by the caregivers and they they need something kind of more like soul like or something closer to the anima or the animus you know even though it'd be more well it would be either puerile or and animus for a, a caregiver that's more kind of like a you know a spiritual kind of re- you know basically intuitive aspect where it's just kind of something you don't really put their finger on necessarily but they need that kind of excitement and juice that you know washing dishes and cooking brownies and you know <laughs> si stuff just to give you you know do you think we have adaptive shifts to romance styles if we're with a type that needs it? Oh, yeah, that's kind of an interesting point. I think you can kind of suss that out a bit if you read some of these um, perception of other romance styles that Glenco talks about. So, like, I think, for example, like, um, victims can get along with other victims really well if they kind of establish that, oh, maybe one's going to be a little more aggressive. And one or, you know, once they kind of get that figured out. I think 
it, it can work, you know, like other childlike types find each other really interesting, but they're like, well, crap, you're not really taking care of my needs, but, you know, well, I can't do it either, so maybe we'll just be dumb together and, you know, take care of each other I, in that way. I also think subtype plays a part. For example, if you're an any dominant or something and you have an accentuated SI, so you're going to appear more as a caring style person. Yeah, I think so. I think if you like have an NI accentuation too, you're probably more victim-like too. So you could probably have like a primary and secondary romance style, which could also, you know, even if you just look at dominant NE types versus auxiliary NE types, or you know, something like that too. There's that different makes... ways of looking at it. And we can also split the romance styles by static and dynamic. So the receptive adaptive styles would be more, I, I don't know, different or continuous in that sense. I mean, more receptive adaptive and romancing and, and whatnot. Yeah, yeah. Oh, like Glenko says, like for victims, you know, like. Um, yeah, they're cautious at first. They don't want to admit that they like you, but once they do, then they're always suspicious of if you still like if they still like if you still like them, and you know. So that's more dynamic in that nature, you know. Yeah, and and they're also going to project along fifty years or so, and whether they could still talk to that person. Yeah. And even if we consider Nietzsche, he himself said that. It, we, we what we want in a relationship is a conversation partner and whether 40 years along the road whether you'll still have topics to exhaust see i agree with that as being an alpha and childlike you know you know we're saying we're we're thinking he's a beta at the at the moment right so yep but they also value fe yeah, it matters the kind of discussions we have. Like for alphas, we're going to be scattered and lead from one idea to another just for the fun of it. Yeah, and then childlike, they said, said something kind of interesting uh, about women in particular. Um, mm. In women, he values experience and responsiveness to his problems. Was that it? Yeah, yeah. Sincere conversation, predisposing music, creation of conditions for relaxation, above all leniency and support, potential problems and care, yeah, you know. So if we, if, if we re-examine caring, they said that caring types are attentive in courtship. In conversation, they are inclined to focus their attention on the statements and needs of their partners and may ask questions concerning how their partner is doing and how they are feeling. So that's more of like, that's literally harmonizing. Yeah, okay, yeah, sure. So we can still have accentuated romance styles and whatnot. Neutral as to who ended a relationship. Power is not seen as important in such matters. Do you believe that aggressor style is more of like a dominant subtype perspective with SE 
Mm, probably. You know, when I, when I think of aggressors as far as romance, I think of, you know, BDSM and people that are into, like, some serious kink and stuff like that. And, you know, dominant submission, submission you know, that, all that kind of stuff that is really not part of my world. Um, oh, I, I don't think it's necessarily part of being a dominant subtype, you know, because you can be, like, an introverted intuitive subtype, which really is less into that kind of stuff. But I think, I think that's more aligned with um, you know, your functional makeup. Being a, a dominant subtype, how well do you relate to the aggressor style description? Mm, let me take a look at it real quick. I, I don't, you know, just... Um, well in certain ways like I don't like to I don't like to dick around a bit you know like if I mention someone I kind of like to make it clear if you know but I do need to have the the strong signals you know I don't really like to I don't I don't really like to play coy like I either play or or not at all you know I'm not like, oh, oh, I don't know if I like you or not. I'm, like, I'm either going to make it the interest abundantly clear, and you know, I, um, I'll take action for my, you know, reg- relative to my shy type and everything. But um, I don't know. I don't agree with like the toughness and tenderness. I'm more tender, you know. I really don't like to feel some sense of superiority over the partner. And I don't like power games at all. Um, total devotion for a partner, sure. But I think that's more of an FE thing than a power thing. Um, little inclination to externally admit not having been the one to admit really. I really don't agree with it. I don't identify the aggressor. Romance style. I think that the aggressive romance style is more in tune with how beta operates. So, for yeah. if yeah, if we if if we view complementary romance styles such as uh, aggressor and victim, for example, and we examine duality and semi-duality, that's kind of going to be different for process and results types. For example, you have ILI and SEE, which is a victim-aggressor combination. But then you have ILI and SLE. That's also a victim and aggressor combination. But results in process SE are going to approach it differently. Okay. That might make up for an interesting dynamic. So the toughness or real toughness that would be more along the lines of results essay. And yes. So we can have varying levels of uh, aggressiveness within the aggressive romance style. And the same can be said for other styles. Yeah, I think that's, I think that's right. Yeah, absolutely. Because results so, is kind of a little more aggressive mm-hmm. process. In that way, I think, you know. Yeah, being more natural. Yeah, yeah. 
and if we view the participants or the types uh, in a in a romantic setting the process types are going to be more distant in in a close setting because they operate well in a distant setting so if we bring them together in a group or something that's co- kind of going to be more disastrous as compared to a result scenario okay yes sure i can see that because but but then you have process which is smoother and in an aggressive in an aggressive style scenario with results se that's going to be having a lot of sharp ups and downs seeing as how how, how do you think process and result relationships with these ro- complementary romance styles are going to play out i mean you're talking about like semi duality kind of complementary relationships do you believe semi duality is more fun than duality uh well i i've never really i'm not really sure um I've never been in a relationship with either a dual or semi dual you know I've been close to both. I think there does seem to be more of a spark with semi duality but then also that retreat and you know mm. kind of negotiating the distance and it's just you get burned and, and you know it's well it's also my semi dual is the craziest one of all you know <laughs> so there's that um I think it's more energizing perhaps rather than comparable but it it seems to be like it has some aspects of benefit where it seems to be a little less stable where um you know pure duality is supposed to be more stable yeah yeah pure duality is i think stale yeah moving on to the victim romance style the last style which should have been the first but we're alpha so <laughs> so the typical characteristics of the victim romance style are prone to initial doubts about intensity of own interest in other in another person not always confident about revealing that interest and this takes the form of the individual somewhat expecting the partner to be mean on occasion due to an an appreciation for the sense of power play so this seems quite yeah all, all of these romance styles have negative connotations in their titles i mean you get the victim well yeah i think we mentioned earlier that <clears throat> the caregiver is the only one that's not negative you know all the others like aggressor victim child you know the caregiver is okay even these romance styles are complexes within themselves oh for sure i mean i think everything is a complex <laughs> i think just by definition it's it's interesting here that it says that the victims tend to perceive other victims as puzzling evasive even non-committal not giving them clear signals and given to playing waiting and pushful games that slow down relationship development but also as exciting partners well yeah it's kind of like looking in the mirror you know 
that's how they act and they look at the other person that's acting the same way and like that person's confusing i wonder why i'm confusing that's why they may not notice that that's why they're being confusing and why it's confusing but yeah this will be fun to observe if we consider kindred relationships which we have all talked about as being unnaturally fav- favorable then for example if we if we take the ile then we get the iee who is also a caring uh, child like type but then if we take lii which is your type we get an aggressor type so there seems to be a difference in kindred relationship in so far as the romance styles are concerned sure and this this is just the nature of the subgroup of kindred business um semi-duality mirage it's different for rational and irrational that's kind of like why we're always talking about the Ryan dichotomy or the tensor dichotomies and there's just an inherent asymmetricality in this type of relationships and generally relate you know rationality with rationality goes better and irrationality with irrationality so rational kindreds go better with each other than irrational kindreds do and irrational business goes better than rational business is the theory so if if we take in account the romance styles which are based on the irrational elements how well do you think this fares for the rational types and the irrational types i mean the stability of of the relationship are we still talking about kindreds here or or what type i mean the romance styles which are dependent on the irrational elements and we have the duality between rational types and irrational hmm. types respectively hmm so question um well rational types are generally seen as more stable in their relations especially according to strat you know um Stratovskaya basically says rational types are just sluts, <laughs> you know, <laughs> the flanders, you know, and that, you know, they don't want to put all their eggs in one basket and rational types do. So, yeah, it's all, it's all relative. If you're a rational type and that's what you're into with another rational type, good for you. You know, if, if you're a rational type and wants to put all your eggs in one basket, well you're you're betting on a much less certain thing you're putting all your eggs in one basket which is you know i can see the irrational perspective of why that's a bad idea and if we also view it evolutionarily uh, we can see that the irrational extroverted types specifically will be more open to propagation right because extroverted perceiving looking for more options Sure, and also carefree, I think, is in that as well. 